wanna go down to the deep end and get back what's gone round and you've been keeping down the aisles between the rows. Once again, Movie Mayhem Podcast, your boys, Matt, Brian, and Brian, I've been wanting to do this movie for a long time. Yeah, um, I, I know we've floated it around in a couple of different uh, times, and this is a time, because we're getting closer to our, our world-famous, world-renowned director's right. tournament, Correct. Uh, and I, I gave out three other movies to you of directors that I know we haven't seen. Oh! Yeah. Damn, I had a chance. So <laughs> you had a chance. Research. Because you're like, uh, can we push it back a little bit? I have to check out these people's things. I'm like, okay, well, uh, what was it? It was The Farewell, Nomadland, and I forgot what the other one was. Oh, I think Hustlers. And you're like... Oh, oh. I, w- I would have watched Hustlers. Yeah. <laughs> we all would have watched Hustlers. Hell yeah. But uh, I was like... Maybe I still will. Yeah. So, uh, and then this was the fourth movie, and it was like, I think maybe the fastest response I've ever had. <laughs> Where it's like even today, like coming <laughs> coming into like coming into coming into the uh, recording, we were like, you're like, oh, you know, I'll be, what time? Like, oh yeah, ten thirty. Like we usually do like we're, we're, early in the morning sometimes. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, is that gonna be enough time? I'm like two thirty eight. Like not knowing you meant, are we gonna watch it together? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, so we were a little off. Yeah. But th- when when I sent you this text, you were right on it. Because I've been wanting to do Inception for so long. That's right. Because we're doing Inception. Oh yeah, we're doing it. Well, I could, well, you know, <laughs> eventually they'll they'll, re- they'll know the title of yeah. the podcast before. I Maybe mean, every episode I, we delay so much before we tell them what the movie is, but they already know because you know, they, they looked it up and when they clicked I'm on. Gonna, it. I'm gonna put in the the blah sound right about now. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, was it 145? Okay. <laughs> yeah, each blah sound just going further into the. Uh, it's us changing levels. Yeah. All right. So. But yeah, that's something we'll talk about. Right. So, okay, Inception, right? Matt uh, is fired up. It's like God. he it's like he crammed four different reviews into ever, one you, minute. So, I, in dental school or in, in any college or, right. or school situation, mm. cramming's a thing, right? Uh, yeah, I never did any studying, so so that's where I am. Where I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, sometimes you're you know you're fucking lazy. You don't want to study all the time yeah. until uh, you know the test is in you know. An hour. <laughs> and I, yeah, and like 10 hours and you got to learn the whole unit. Or there's a test every other week and you can only keep up with them by cramming. Right. So you just kind of jam all the information in your head and your short-term memory. And you're and for a second, you're like in awakened, mm-hmm. you know, you're enlightened. And you, because you have all this knowledge and right. then you hold on to it until you're in your short-term memory. Okay. Right. About 30% of that, 20% of that stays in your long-term the rest of it is thrown out immediately, or in my case, usually halfway during the, t- the exam. <laughs> Question five. Oh, fuck. Yeah, like, no, dead ass. It's like, oh, I just read that. I just read that. I don't oh, yeah. have it anymore. But that's So that's essentially what I've done with Inception, where I've ingested all of the information of the, the plot, the allegories, the characters, the metaphor, everything, yep. the action, to uh, do this podcast, and then... Yeah. 
I ate a big bowl of spaghetti yeah. last night and watched the movie when I came home from work. Well, what's taking your, it nice and easy. I don't know which one's going to happen. Then I think you're going to retain information a little better than me. You might notice about half the hour. You know what the thing is? Like when I I saw Inception twice in the movie theater, not on not on like my own personal accord. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw it, I went with uh, Mikey, and as it came to uh, Ellen Page introduction. The movie theater just like had a blackout, so like okay, oh. we can't like well everyone gets free tickets. Nice. Come back later. So like okay, so we went. I think like maybe middle of the week, and like okay, well let's go see it again. And I think it crashed again, <laughs> but like they got it back up and running. So like we were able to finish watching Inception. And now I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I never fully sat down to watch it mm-hmm. until you know last night. And as I was watching, I'm like, wow, I remember so much of this movie. I feel like I would too. Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because so, there's, there's yeah. sometimes it like sometimes with me, I don't know if any of our listeners have this. Um, like, if you see something, like if you watch like a th- like a film uh, on YouTube, if you if you watch like a review or anything like that, if you watch like a Chris Stuckman like look back or anything. And you start seeing like some scenes, you start like piecing it together in your head. Like, right. no, I remember this definitely comes after that. I remember the twist right after this, and you start remembering the uh, the, the, the feelings. Blanks, you right? fill in the blanks, yeah, yeah, which is probably being incepted. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we don't understand. Maybe we movie. don't. <laughs> no, but I think we do for now. Right. I think throughout the movie, I mean, sorry, throughout this this recording, we're gonna put, put another blah sound in. Yeah. And so throughout this movie, I'm going to lose information, right. much like when I cram for exams. And you'll see, uh, maybe even in the 20 minute mark, okay. I'll like lose a vital grab, like piece right. of, of this plot. It was just like Pepe Silvio all over. Yes, the place. yeah. And then by the end of it, I won't have any idea what Inception's about again. Right. And every time I lose a big chunk, you're gonna hit a blah sound. Right. <laughs> gonna keep my notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so this movie is. Uh, we're, let, let, let's 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 try to get into the plot as soon as possible before okay. I start forgetting it. But essentially, it's a heist. It's a heist. It's, it's a, a heist. it's a dream heist. It's a dream heist. Yes. They want to go inside this guy's dream to plant an idea in his head that makes him sell his company. Right. Right. And to for their employer. Yeah. To to uh yeah. So Ken Watanabe plays uh thing Saito Saito, and he wants to break up Killian Murphy and Pete postulates energy company because it's becoming a monopoly or so he says right uh for me the first thing i'm thinking is oh he wants that company he wants that company like he wants some of that money like, absolutely yeah so is it for you know is it for virtue or is it for you know value for Cobb, it doesn't matter because right because what he offers him is a chance to go home and see his kids which is something he hasn't been able to do right exactly right. he he offers them a solution to a problem that leonardo dicaprio playing uh cob it, yeah. uh, Dom Cobb, Tom Cobb, Tom Cobb, Tom Cobb, uh, it, that he's been looking for for a while. So, cause he's been doing these, uh, dream heist jobs to kind of inch his way back to where, like he's, he's been trying to incept people to get back home. So Saito is like the big fish that he was going after yeah. in the introduction to the movie. Right. Yeah. He failed at that, but Saito seemed to like the idea. He's like, ooh, like, two dreams. Yeah. I like that. Maybe you could do that to somebody else for me, right. and then I'll just let you go home for free. Right. Right? To which, you know, that actually kind of makes sense. Yeah. Right? So, 
Uh, right. So they they get the team together. They get right. the boys. They get the boys, and well, yeah, I guess you could say the oh, boys. <laughs> I guess you could say the boys now. I yeah. So I, yeah. At the we, time this movie was filmed, uh, yes, Elliot Page uh, was identified as Ellen Page back then. Right. So we might slip in and out, and yeah. I I remind I I try I I sent a text to Matt yesterday. I'm like, we have to remember to try to. Remember, it's Elliot Page. And I said, like, no problem. I can remember everything about this movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, then we start thinking like, wait, Elliot Page was 23 at the time. So probably 21, 22 at the time of filming. And they like have her in a warehouse hooked up to some like machine. It's like, oh, that's pretty weird. Very dicey. Very dicey. Quite dicey. Yeah. Um, right. But they get the team together. And what you mentioned, right. which I thought is pretty interesting, is that the team is sort of a metaphor for people that are making a movie because well, it, was, it wasn't my call. It's no, every, you didn't come up. Christopher with it. Nolan said but that. Had, yes, but yeah. but you. I, po- I pointed me, it out. You put, yeah. you put, put yeah. me onto it, and which kind of makes sense because they are essentially setting up a scenario, setting up a movie mm-hmm. for their their mark to act through, and by by acting by like going through those circumstances, right? They will come to a conclusion that. The people want that the the time right. price wants them to go. Through. It's yeah. So uh, the whole the whole idea is that Leonardo DiCaprio is the director. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is either the producer or the writer. Because the writer makes the writer sense. makes more sense because they're constantly kind of and he's trying to rework up with themselves. how they're going to yeah uh, like get him to that conclusion. Right. right. Um, is it uh Tom t- uh, t- Tom Hardy? Uh, Ennis is actor. The actor. Saito is the uh, the studio who has all the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Killian Murphy is the audience. Elliot Page is the uh, set designer, mm-hmm. and I guess uh, Yusuf is the guy you get your cocaine from on the set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the boom mic guy. The boom mic. Yeah. He's probably he's he's probably the special effects guy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So. Uh, did you feel like there was, you know, like there, there, you know, there's always like strife between the director and the studio. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that that was there in the team? Because I feel like they were pretty much on the same page. Well, I they they had a bit where it's like, Saito wanted to go into the dream, and Tom Hart's like, "No tourists are allowed on this trip," and he's like, "I'm coming anyway." Yeah, yeah, that's true. The kind and of that, it's that interference. So it it's kind of like that whole thing of like the studio needs to be in on this, even though like. The maybe the actor and the director and the writer are like, well, we have this grand plan, right. and she so was like, well, it's my fucking money. Yeah, you will make the Justice League I want you to make. Yeah, Zack yeah. Snyder. <laughs> you still haven't watched it, have you? No, I'm working out because well, we're working up to it. We uh, we are invited to go on the Landy Lodge mm-hmm. to discuss the uh, Snyder cut. Right. But he, I also told him to watch the Whedon uh, version because he's never seen. Oh, it. he's never seen it. At he's all. never seen it. So he should it, see both. Yeah, I was like, you gotta, you gotta know where. Yeah, it's the an line interesting is. like study and, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, like you said, I have, I've gotten, uh, and look, you know where I stand on this whole thing. I've made it pretty obvious, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna diatribe here for five more minutes. Let Matt's brain kind of refresh. <laughs> no, it's leaking, <laughs> <laughs> so he can like damn up a piece. But uh, I've, I've gotten a lot of people, you know, a lot of people at work, a lot of people I know have told me like they've seen it and they like it, they think it's better. I go okay, that's fine. I go well. Tell me what. Tell me what you think of it. They're like, oh, it's darker. It's this. I'm like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I go so it's a, and, I go, and they're like, yeah, it's consider. I'm like, it's a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. They made he made a Zack Snyder movie, 
and that's fine. Zack Snyder should make Zack Snyder movies. I, I don't think that's why it's better, though. No, I think it's better because it's consistent. Yeah. I think it's one tone. Right. And I think that's what people are responding to, is that the first one was just all over the place. Mm-hmm. And kind of like this goofy, weird thing. While if a Zack Snyder movie, it's one everything fits. constant everything tone. Yeah, everything matches. Yeah, it rhymes. It's poetry. It's... <laughs> But like, yeah, it's like it's it's consistent because you don't want that weird uh, a jump. You don't want a big jumble. Yeah. To say, but uh, but yeah, we we are like Nick Landy has graciously invited us on his show to discuss it. I know I've discussed some of it with him on an earlier episode. Mm-hmm. But that's that's it. That's a, we'll let you know when that's going to happen. Right. So back to Inception. Back to Inception. Okay. So. <laughs> They get the team together, and it's, it actually is kind of interesting that uh, they put so much emphasis. I, like in this movie, the set designer is like gets a way more shine than yeah. any set designer I've ever seen. You see, you see a bunch of set designers. Well, like finally, yeah, like, this is get, I'm creating worlds here. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and, but it's interesting that this movie puts give, gives her or him, I guess, now such a spotlight, right. And at the same time, also put so much effort into their set design. Yeah. You know, like, like from a practical level, like, we, we see how they constructed the huge, like, hallway. Right. How they constructed, like, the the city uh, escapes and all, all the different uh, ridiculous, like, set pieces that right. the movie and has. And even, even when watching, like, even while going through it and you see... Uh, Ariadne creating like the the bridge, the walkway, and on like she has this great kind of uh, moment with like two mirrors where yeah. it has an infinity shot, and then she breaks it and creates this uh, a large uh, walkway, and then that's when cop starts freaking out. It's like you're using real life shit. You're not supposed to use real life shit. And she's like, well, how am I supposed? Am yeah. I supposed to draw from like I just don't. You just don't build things from the fucking sky. Yeah, like I'm in your dream. How am I not going to use your stuff? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like There's you, so many rules that if you wrote down all the rules that you can't do, it would be like, well, this is dumb. I've actually forgotten some of the rules. Yeah, exactly. It's probably going to be a blah. Like, <laughs> so it's I, like you can't use real life things. You can't use memories. You can't, you know, have your ex-wife show up as a truck or a train. Right. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't get killed while it's sedated. It's There's a lot of little can'ts yeah. that happen. Yeah. So it's interesting. I, actually, um, you know what? That might be a good rule for movies. Anytime they say you can't do something, that's going to happen in a movie. Yeah, that yeah. Everything well, that they said you can't do, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, of course, because yeah. they have to make it seem like it's an it's an important thing, right? You know, the stakes are so high. The stakes, yeah, you're setting yeah. stakes. Anyway, so she, they, yeah, so he gives him like she, he gives her like a tutorial. It's like, hey, so he used to be the set designer, yes, right? and he worked his way up. Right, so who was the director when he was the set designer? I think Michael Caine. Oh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Oh, I'm here to show you how to go to a drain. No, I'm sorry. Right. I lost it. <laughs> You're supposed to use Google Earth. Oof, sorry, sorry, that's bad, that's bad. Jesus, that was... That was bad. You have such a good Michael Caine. I know. Where is it? It's gone. Maybe that. Maybe my vaccine took it away from yeah. me. <laughs> I knew something was going to... It's a nice little subtle flex there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Three shots in, baby. You can only flex one arm with that. All right, I can't. Yeah, but... <laughs> I can't even really flex the other arm either. <laughs> so anyway, so um, so yeah, so okay, so he's now he's the director. He needs his new set designer. I don't know why the director can't also be the set designer. I think because then it would be 
Maybe it's too much mentally. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, the dude's already falling apart at the seams. Right. Yeah. Uh, so he grabs he grabs Ariadne to be the set designer, right? And he gives her the tutorial of his brain. Right. Right? Which is, like, silly, because it's like, could you choose a brain in worse condition to use? <laughs> right. Uh, to, to show her the ropes? And, you know, it's like, hey, use these. Not, this, is not, this is how you do it. Right. Okay? So now we're going to go into our own brains. Right. Right? So you to do this so that... We can uh, right. get this guy to do that thing. Exactly. Right? Okay. So, that being said, they all get on the plane, right? They they roofie uh, Killian Murphy, right? Right. And now, boom, we go into Yusuf the the, the opium dealer's yeah. <laughs> uh, dream, right? And in Yusuf the opium dealer's dream, the plan is to kidnap the Fisher. Yes. And. Uh, and show and show that he they've been also they also kidnapped his godfather played by Tom Berenger who has some of the worst line reads mm. in all of this movie. Yeah. Cuz like it, I mean it is a like most of the dialogue is exposition mm-hmm. but he's like oh can you remember a, a number or something with very significant things? I mean I know it's he's also Tom Berenger playing Tom Hardy playing Tom Berenger. Yeah. Kind of the face-off situation but still I mean Read it, read it right. Maybe it's maybe it's really good. Uh, maybe uh, it is line a good, reading. Yeah. It is reading it as somebody who is who is saying something very unnatural. But yeah. as so, like if you were with somebody that you have known your whole life, just saying like, oh, can you think of some important day yeah, or but number? But he's not. He's yeah, instead Tom Hardy. He's he is Tom yeah. Hardy. But like, if, but as you looking at him, you're like, what the fuck is this guy? Yeah. About? Like, come on, what sure. are you doing? So yeah, so, okay, so we're in Yusuf's dream. We're in Yusuf's dream. The purpose of this is to, is to kidnap Killian Murphy in this dream. Right. And extract a number. Right. For the safe. Right. Right. To extract that number, they then have to put Killian in another dream. Joseph Gordon Levitt's dream. Right. And in Joseph Gordon Levitt's dream, they're like, Okay, now that we're in this dream, you're gonna give us the number, right? Right. That's going to Allow us to give plant an idea in the first dream that you're then going to no. wake up from. Second dream is to turn him against his godfather. Oh, was that always the plan? Yes. Okay, so that the the number comes back in the third level in Call of Duty land. But how did they know that Killian's motivation for keeping the company was because he didn't like his dad? Well, no, he. No, he he never. Uh, okay, so the idea was to plant the idea of. Getting rid of the company. Right. So that was the final goal, was for him to break up the company. Right. If they didn't do that, he would hold on to all the stuff. Right. And... Uh... Yep. Uh... Okay. <laughs> Inception sound. <laughs> but, uh... So, okay, where was it? Oh, my God. So, okay, so the my reason... Head. Their overall goal is to get him to break up the company, Break up the company. Right? So, th- in order so to the second that, dream... Yeah. The, I'm sorry. The second dream is to turn him against Tom Berenger. Right subconsciously right so that's why they're like oh give us the number so yeah so he's like what was the number they you you said in this in this dream right and he's like oh this it's like okay well let's go to the he's like well, you remember this number he's like five two he's like okay it's on the fifth floor so mm-hmm. like that's why they have two hotel rooms where it's like five nine two and then four eight one and that was the numbers he used so that's where Tom Berenger came. So he's like, oh, 
my suspicions are correct. So that like, but I think it was just a, yeah. Blah. Right. My so my thing is right. In order for them to turn him against Tom Berenger, mm. they would have to know that he is already suspicious of Tom Berenger, or or that you know Tom Berenger's. They, wouldn't they have to know his motivation for keeping the company? No. No, I don't think... Oh, so they're trying to make this false suspicion on Tom Berenger, and that would be like, you only want me to keep this company for yourself, yourself. therefore I'm not going to keep this company. That's why he says, like, the only thing I know is this company. Like, that's the only thing, and I don't want you to be insulted by your dad's, like, bullshit will that says, like, you're a joke. Yeah. Yeah. But what if... uh, What if Tom Berenger didn't really have anything to do with Killian Murphy's desire to keep the company. So he's like, oh, Tom Durant, Tom Berenger, you suck. You're fired. Right. I'm still keeping the company. Oh, they should still make a ton of money. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, why, why, I, how, how do they account for that? Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? Right. Like, cause, yeah, because what's the point of, like, at the end of it, like, maybe it's like, you know what? I am going to be my old man, so I'm just going to fire everyone here. Yeah. And just build this company up my own, like, right. build this just keep the keep what I have and just build it up. Like, oh, you suck, you know. Like, right. you, 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 you. My, fat, my dad's like will and everything. Like, oh, you, you're awful. His goal I'll... is to have half the energy of the world. My goal is to have all of the right. energy. Right. I can't start from the. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you know, so that means that in the uh, when they go into Killian's stream, it only works because he reconciles with his dad. Right. right. Yeah. Does that happen in Killian's stream? Yes. That's, yes, that's the, the end. Room, in the, the safe, safe where Pete Postlewaite is like choking and like oh i didn't want you to i'm not disappointed i'm disappointed you tried right, right. I'm, I'm not disappointed that you wanted to be you i'm disappointed you wanted to be me but how did that how did he come to that conclusion subconsciously oh they that was a that was an act oh that was also that was also, i think that was also like also tom hardy oh that's also maybe what he wanted to hear yeah sure because that's they put i think they put all those things there right so now my question is was his reconciliation with his dad like happenstance like just like what he he did because he got the chance to explore his subconscious or was that their plan that was their plan the whole time but how could it have been their plan the whole time when their plan wasn't even to go into killian's dream you know what I, yeah you know what I mean? like i said i understood this movie 20 minutes ago I, I'm 20 minutes ago i got all the ins and outs and now it's falling apart and anyone who watches this could easily be like, dude, like, <laughs> like it's, it's not so hard. simple. It's not that and hard. Explain the part that I had just forgotten. Okay. Now. Okay. Yeah. To ease our brains for a couple minutes, yeah. let's talk about Christopher Nolan. Okay. Because I feel like this has been kind of a lead up to this movie. Okay. Because we've had, uh, we've had Insomnia. Memento. Memento. Yeah. We've had... Batman Begins. Yeah, we've had the Prestige. Yep, and we've had Dark Knight at this time. Like so, the, we've done all those reviews already. No, no. We, I mean, we've only. Well, done, yeah. The, we only, well, I'm talking about this is what he's done. Oh, up as, to this point. Up to this point. Gotcha, as a director, gotcha. that's that's his resume. Gotcha. So those are all pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, this is like kind of Warner Brothers going like, you want to make a hundred and fifty million dollar movie about what now? <laughs> All right, Batman made a gazillion dollars. Yeah. Go nuts. So you, yeah, you make this, just make Batman next. Right, you're still doing yeah. Batman 3, though, right? Right. We're still on for Batman 3, Yeah, I think, right? that, I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's fine. But uh, but then, the, and then after this was obviously Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight Rises and Inception right. and then Dunkirk. No, and 
a Dark Knight Rises. I'm sorry, Interstellar. Right. It was so boring that I forgot <laughs> that I wanted them to do Inception again. <laughs> <laughs> so, comparatively, like this is like a major. I think this is where Christopher Nolan kind of established himself as a top class felt like an auteur filmmaker because mm. momentum momento was like a really cool concept of like it kind of resets itself and like it has a short-term memory like the memory is like fucked sure and like wow just imagine a crossover between momento and inception Ugh. oof Ugh. well that's this podcast actually because yeah, we're what trying to talk about a podcast that's what's that happening is. right now yeah uh, <laughs> but uh yeah sorry sorry um but yeah, like this, I think this established him as like, okay, Christopher Nolan is the guy. Right. Like, you need something done. And for Warner Brothers, Christopher Nolan's your man's. Yes. Right. That makes sense. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, is that, is that that's my, I think that's me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, right. So, that being said. Right. Do you rank Christopher Nolan's top movies all, like... For you, it's it's downhill after Inception. I mean, I haven't seen Dunkirk or Tenet yet. I didn't hear great things about Tenet. I heard Tenet is like needlessly complicated. Well, and, that's how this feels right now. And then like, <laughs> but the volume also like the volume is very weird, and so I think it's it's very much like like on purpose. I think on purpose, mm-hmm. yeah. Like you know how like Tom Hardy spoke as Bane, where he's like. You had all this time to fix that, and you kind of to make like, it sound legible, like stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But uh, the, like the whole movie was like that. <laughs> like some people needed to watch it with subtitles to understand what was going on. Mm. Which I mean, hey, when Tenet comes out on streaming, I'll definitely watch it. But I'm not gonna yeah. go out and buy it on DVD right now. Yeah. And I, I'm not, and I've made it pretty clear of how I feel about Interstellar. Yes. And Dunkirk, I mean, is a war movie, so I heard it's very tense, very tense, and I love tense. Is it more tense than 1914? That we saw 1917. Yep. Uh, I don't know. 1917, though. I mean, hey, I I like that movie a lot. Yeah, it's, I we it's saw all it in one shot. Yeah, kind of. Very impressive. And I showed and I told you guys how they did the trick of who changed the main characters. Remember? Uh. So there's a point in this. In 19, oh 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 yeah, when the this one is, kid. Yeah. So yeah, so in a movie where there's it's they're trying to changing the narrative of like who the main character is. So it starts off with the one kid who's looking for his brother, uh, going to tell his brother's platoon that not to go into war. Right. Uh, as they're walking, one character will stop, and the and the the supporting character will look like they take the lead. Right. And from then on, it's his story. Uh, Inception didn't do any of that. No, I didn't know why. I don't know why I brought that up. I just wanted. I just because wanted. You to, said that you were yeah, the I just, camera trick. Yeah, I, I just. I also like 1917. And I feel like we should talk about it. A lot. it I, I'm surprised we didn't review it, did we? No, I'm surprised because we oh, saw yeah. it together. We did. We saw it with Nick. Was Nick with us? Nick was with us. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, it wasn't a Rocket Man situation. It was like every, I think everybody <laughs> was like on board seeing it. Oh okay. <laughs> well, anyway, so yes, so. uh Back to Inception. Back to Inception. So, was this where you would put... So, yeah, you would say, uh, from the movies that we've seen, mm. that Inception and Back are the best ones. Yes. All right. I think his earlier stuff is better, because he's hungrier, I feel. Do you still put the Prestige above Inception? No. You put Inception above Prestige? Yes. Do you put the Dark Knight above Inception? Yes. I think it goes... For me, it goes Dark Knight, Inception, Prestige, sure. uh, Memento. Yes. Because... Prestige has very little rewatch value. 
once you know the trick. Once you know the trick, you're like, okay. Uh, same well, with... sometimes you can look back and be like, oh, that's why they were doing this. Because right. this was actually this brother and not that. But I feel like Inception is, if you go back and rewatch it, like, oh, I didn't see that. Oh, I didn't constantly. There's always kind of like, it's like a shifting. Uh, and as you get older, like, oh, shit, maybe. You know. And you forget the plot so easily. It's like you're watching it the first time. Right. And even if you watch it in 15 minutes, you're like, fuck, was that what I just watched? <laughs> when did that happen? Fucking really? All right, I guess so. But... <laughs> But yeah, it's it's also like, yeah, it, it does it 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 did feel different to me now seeing it in two thousand twenty one when I'm thirty five compared to two thousand ten when I was twenty. I forgot how old twenty. Two thousand five. I was thinking it was uh, two thousand ten. I was twenty eleven years younger. Yeah, so twenty uh, twenty four. You're thirty five now. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, twenty four. Yeah, so in ten years. 10, yeah, ten plus years. Like it just it feels different. Now. Yeah. Like yeah. it feels like like oh okay like I can understand like trying to, you know the father thing. I can understand like, you know the action part of it and like and I think I, when I was younger I was like oh this fucking action's weak. But then rewatching that that fucking rotating room fight, yeah. I was like wow this action's pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I actually think the action um, and the special effects. I think they're ahead of their time. Yeah. Because you look at it, just not only in like how they pulled it off, and it's funny because I say ahead of their time, but a lot of it was practical. Right. You know? I think it's, I think what you, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but no, I think no. we stand the test of time. I think that makes sense. Yeah. But I also think that when Inception came out, it was pretty revolutionary. Yeah. Like, I remember that trailer when they flipped the city and yeah. they're like, Bwah. So I think it was also ahead of its time. <laughs> look at that. Like, they're flipping yeah. cities in this one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like now, <laughs> I think we talked about it before, like, you have Tenet, right. and, like, oh, they scaled up a building. Right. Like, that's supposed to be They press rewind yeah, on the editing uh, on machine. A, yeah, exactly. Like, that's supposed to be more impressive right. than, you know, the hallway fight or, you know, the 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 van and, and all that. Like, yeah, no, the yeah. avalanche. Like, I mean, it is unfair to Tenet that we are going to... We were only we seen it. We were only making our assumptions off, like... Off the trailer. Off the trailer or anything like that, but sure. I, I think it is... I think it would be interesting to see it. I just don't want to spend money on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Christopher Nolan. Oh yeah, he's he's, real, he's, he's, he's really suffering now. I know he I know he was upset about like the streaming stuff. So, I you know what's funny? I like spe- like going all the way back to the whole like film uh, film crew aspect of it. So the company that was trying to because there's like, there's that anonymous company that is just like the bad guys for bad guys' sake. In the real world, in like the beginning, yeah, that tried to grab uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in Mombasa. Right, is that like another studio trying to grab him? Like mm. it's like you know Warner Saito's Warner Brothers, and it's like oh okay, I'm 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 here, but you know it's shaky ground, and those guys are like oh we're Sony, we want you to make movies with the Sony like laptops in there. Is that why they wanted him though? I think they just wanted so, to like, kill him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe he like made a movie before that lost a lot of money for Sony. Maybe, like maybe a job went wrong. <laughs> maybe. It's yeah. like... Or maybe he he well he must have screwed them over. He must have like taken information from them, right? Something, yeah. Probably a job gone right. So it's like he... you were supposed to make Spider Man, not Batman. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> right. So yeah, so maybe he uh he like took a bunch of money from that studio. They, yeah, I don't know. And didn't make a movie. <sighs> Who knows? Yeah. But anyway. Or maybe it's just the studio, like, they shot this movie and they're like, 
we need something. Right. Like, it's going to be a long time before this Call of Duty land. <laughs> we need just, like, some weird... Okay, what if I have Leonardo DiCaprio jump out of a window? What? Yeah. And then have him run through the streets of the, you know, of, of, of Mombasa, and they get yelled at by a guy, and then try to squeak through a, a, a tight alleyway. <laughs> Is that cool? Yeah, I guess so. Right. And then the, another studio exec's like, he made Batman. Okay, okay, go shoot your weird thing. Yeah, Leo, well, jump out that, jump out that window. <laughs> My knees. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't really know the reason for that. The other <laughs> company chasing him. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it's like pointless. You didn't, you didn't need it, right? You, you could cut it out of the movie, and you would not even. Not even care. Was there just for like to spread time between them escaping Saito and Saito catching them? No, because Saito like Saito picks him up in Mombasa. Because he's like, so, really so he's already working for Saito. He's like, I protect my investments. It's like, yeah. hmm. like okay, Ken Watanabe, we get you. We're there. We're yeah. with you. Interesting. Yeah. So, anywho, so do you want to talk about performances? Do you want to talk about? Well, I was still going. Still was, going strong. Still on the going mo- on the plot. Okay, because I, I, I got it. This, oh, you finally got it. Yeah. So <laughs> they start off. So they start off with Yusuf's dream. Right? Yusuf's dream. Yes. They're like, oh, we're gonna, we gotta make a dream within a dream, because in that dream we can uh, make Killian Murphy uh, turn against his his godfather. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, reconsider his father's will. Right. Right? So, they go to do that, but then... Why do they go to, why do they go into Killian's dream after? To... They go... It's a blah. It's a... Ah, <laughs> uh, they go into Killian's dream after to, to spark the reconciliation process with his dad right but it's technically not his they tell him it's not his dream it's, t- it's tom Berenger. because dream. the projection of tom Berenger in joseph gordon levitt's dream is killing murphy's subconscious right so he's going into his own subconscious right yes so and he thinks that uh so why does he think he why does he think because he wants his dad to reconcile he wants because that's like they always have that photo of him with the Little paper paper yeah. fan, yeah, and he's like, "That's what I want him to say," right? Because it's his subconscious. So he goes into Tom Berenger's um, subconscious right. to get that with his dad. Yes, right. They want him to do that. Yes. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> I thought I had it, but then yeah. <laughs> here we are again. All right. So my thing is, there for Inception. Uh-huh. What do they have to be like a dream within a dream within a dream? For Inception to be possible, or could they not have just kidnapped him? I think the out... I think the further they go, the easier Inception is to mm-hmm. do, is to do because if you do it at the first level, it's so like surface. It's yeah. like light sleep. Right. It's like you're not gonna have a strong dream in light sleep. Okay. And then the second level is like I guess REM sleep. I don't know. I don't have these things when I go to sleep. I just all like I'm up until four o'clock in the morning. I, I just don't remember any of my dreams. right yeah. exactly. And that's the thing. I think they said because you don't. You have the feeling of remembering it, but you don't. You can't remember where a dream starts or where a dream ends. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> okay. So so check this, check this. Okay. In that case, did couldn't they just have kidnapped 
Fisher, uh-huh. you know, uh, fucking Cillian, Killian Murphy, Killian Murphy, right? Then be then go Is into. I, I, I think it's Killian. I think it's Killian. Yeah. And then not bother with the whole, oh, let me convince you that this, that, and that's happening, right? right? And instead just go into go into someone else's dream and take him along with them, right? right? Force feed him a pill. Right. Right? Then in that dream, be like, give me the fucking uh, numbers to your safe, pal. Right. Right? And, or, you know, you could do a three dreams and kidnap him again, roofie him again, go into a third dream. Yeah. Then to be like, give me the goddamn. Uh, give me the codes. The codes. Right. Right. And or is it or when you're doing Inception, does it not actually work like a safe? I think the safe is just, uh, safe is just like set dressing. Like it's a it, metaphor. It's a metaphor. It's like it's just. I don't know. And then when well, they get all the way into the third dream, then right. they're like, "Okay, glad you're here." This is all Tom Bettinger trying to get right. at you. So now he's working for them. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's kind of what they did, but they yeah. made it really convoluted. They did. And then on top of it, would be convoluted enough if, if the entire time, a projection of uh, Cobb's own subconscious, his dead wife, wasn't fucking chasing them. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we. I think we should. We're about thirty-seven minutes in. We should. Talk a little bit about performances. Kind of give us a break on the plot. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, Inception is a wild movie if you well, haven't was, figured I'm, it out was, by now. I feel like I was starting to get it, but sure. You're right. <laughs> I'm just, this is going to be for a big wrap-up at the end. Big okay. wrap-up. Okay. All right. So, as far as performances, do you think at this point mm-hmm. that Leo is such an iconic actor that it hurts his roles because... I don't see Dominic Cobb anywhere. I you, just see Leo. You just see Leo. Do you see Leo from The Departed? It's like, this is my job. I got to do. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not a cop. I'm not a cop. We're just here in your dreams trying to project your dad. Uh, no, I think I think at this point, this is like the the start of Leo's kind of like rise to like, fuck, he's good. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, we, we like he's, he's had some hits after, but it's like, you start cementing it's like okay well the part it wasn't a fluke like this is like real like he's now he's an adult actor he's he's not an adult actor but you know what i mean <laughs> he's he's shaking off that titanic thing that he's like serious now it's like mm-hmm. this is leo serious which is then juxtap- juxtaposed to leo and once upon a time in hollywood where he's just funny yeah where he's kind of like goofing off but this like you could see he goes into like after reception, he goes to Django Unchained, and then and the Revenant, and then you know, and for, and so on and so forth. Right. I I don't I, I still see him. I see I, I see him as Dominic Cobb in this movie. I don't see him as Leonardo DiCaprio playing Dominic Cobb. Hmm. Yeah. So okay, uh, that's good to know. Yes. I think the first time I saw him as Dominic Cobb, I think now I see him as Leo. Yeah, I think like now it now it's tough because after you see him say "God damn hippies," yeah, yeah, it's tough to go back. Yeah, <laughs> God damn hippies from Private Road. <laughs> Man, once upon a time in Hollywood. How long was that movie? I think it was almost three hours. It was long. It was a long movie. Yeah, it I, didn't need I, to be. Yeah, they could have cut some. They could have cut some things out, but I. I want to rewatch it to see where we are, like, cause it, it was just Quentin Tarantino's birthday. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's like got two more movies in the tank. He said, and then he's retiring. So just really want to, hmm. yeah. Uh, okay, Anywho, okay. Who else there? 
We got Tom Rich, Hardy. Tom Hardy. For like the five minutes he's technically he's on. He's actually Tom Hardy. Yeah, he's pretty funny. He's yeah. he, he's very charismatic. You know, yes. I, I could see why, you know, uh, Christopher Nolan really likes him. Yeah, because I think he's also he's also in Dunkirk. Yes, he's in Dunkirk for like two minutes. Oh, okay. He's in Dark Knight Rises right after, yeah. and he was Mad Max, where he was awesome. Yeah, no, no, Tom Hardy has a great career. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I th- so I'm trying to think. He wasn't really Tom Hardy yet, though. No, was he? he was like, yeah, he he. I don't think he did Warrior yet either. Oh, okay. So it was pre Warrior. So the Warrior is where he became Tom Hardy for me. Okay. Because I love Warrior. I know everyone. Everyone you you talk about how much like Warrior is pretty fucking awesome. Warrior is an awesome movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> we haven't done it yet. We have, have not done it. It was. I think I I put it in one of the wheels. One of the wheels, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not gonna happen. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Tom Hardy was yeah, not too much of him. Right. You know, but what you get is what you get. Yeah, he's entertaining while he's there. Yes. It's not enough for you to like forget he's in this movie. You right. Know? He has a he has a great trailer line where it's like you got to be, got to be able to dream a little bigger, darling. And he shoots yeah, a grenade yeah, yeah. launcher, and it's like, oh, cool, Tom Hardy. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's see, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, JGL. He's uh he's he's there too. Yeah. Um, I think he is kind of like his role is kind of like a subjugated role. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I think as a exposition dumping sourpuss, yeah. he's like he's good at it. Yeah. You know, it's like we gotta get him the kick. What's the kick? But we're we not gonna like. Okay. It's like there's a lot of shit going on. I like that he did his own stunts for the hallway fight. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I yeah I I do like I think when given the opportunity to kind of be a badass, he he does take the opportunity. Mm-hmm. But do you see him as like Five Hundred Days of Summer guy, or do you see like? Um, I still see him as like not Five Hundred Days of Summer, but like I still see him as like a dreamy, uh, maybe comedy guy. Okay. Yeah. Like all right. I, I think Dark Knight Rises. Like Don, Don John or whatever he was? Or he's... Yeah, he's like the porn addict. The porn addict, yeah. yeah. I or, like to watch or, the porns. Or in... Um, My was... girlfriend Scarlett Johansson, and yet I still watch the porns. <laughs> yeah, right. What? Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> that's unrealistic. I mean, that's what addiction is, right? Yeah, it's, it's true, not, yeah. It's not supposed to make sense like that. But, uh... <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think... Yeah, I don't know. Because I guess he's just more, in more comedies. Like... His other, what are his other serious movies? 50-50 even. It was, was a like, comedy, yeah. Still a comedy. Still a comedy. Dark, but still a comedy. Dark Knight Rises didn't do anything for him, in my, no. opinion, in my opinion. Because he never really had any, like, standout moments in it. Right. He's like, oh, so you want me to, to go into the tunnel? Right. Okay, I'll, I'll free the free cops? Okay. Sure, I'll, yeah. Sure. My name's Robin? I'm sure, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Batman, you need me to drop this lighter right here right. to make this... You want me to be Batman now? I've had no training whatsoever. Right, yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't really know. JGL, uh, I know he's done, like, TV and shit like that, mm. so. What do you think about, uh, Elliot Page? I think in this movie, as the window, as the audience's window into the movie, because mm-hmm. she's the, the new person on the team, mm-hmm. and everyone's just shouting, like, everything is a dream, and this and this. I think what her job is is pretty good, and I think her character is pretty fleshed out, because she kind of knows like she she's she's not there to she's kind of there to support Cobb, but like basically watch him and make sure that he doesn't fuck everything up yeah but that's the role that she sort of takes on her on herself, on herself yeah. yeah but no one tells her to do it right exactly yeah so she's she like in her own agent she's like 
the only way this is going to work is someone watches you. Right. Yeah. Which is, I like that, you know, the character has that kind of agency. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not just, like, along for the ride. Yeah, it's like, like, oh, I've now been captured by the subconscious police. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, she she has her own thing. She, you know, is tell is making Leo face reality. Yeah. She's kind of like the, she's the anchor to that group. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's, in, a, in a good way. In a good way, right. It works. Mike Michael Caine is uh it's Michael Caine. Not really much. Not not really. Oh, I teach class in. Oh, what about Killian Murphy? I think he's fantastic in this. Yeah. I. To go I, from Scarecrow to that. I always. I think he is tremendous as an actor. Yeah. I think he he doesn't get enough like. He's. He should be in more shit. <laughs> well, it's because he's very skinny. He is very skinny. He was gonna be Batman, but he was bitch. very skinny. He's too skinny. Skinny bitch. He's also way too intense. Yeah. He's got like. He's got a very like, like I just ate a le- they ate forty lemons face. <laughs> um, have you seen Peaky Blinders or whatever he's in? No, I have not seen Peaky Blinders. I haven't either, but apparently his haircut is very like influential. Isn't that like the old right haircut? Is it? I don't know. Isn't it like the short on the side flippity floppities? I don't know if it's flippity floppity, but uh, I know one of I think was it Boardwalk Empire that started that shit. I I was it, I don't think it was Boardwalk Empire. Um. It's t- you know what's tough? Ma- male haircuts are tough to like really gauge on because there's like three. There's like long yeah. hair, yeah, bald like me, or like just kind of like making your way with it. God. Yeah. I, th- I forget. I'm trying to think of like there was a specific movie right. that brought back. Oh, was it Brad Pitt and Fury that brought back oh, the yeah, disconnected that undercut? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what he has. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, but it, but instead of like the the slick back, gotcha. He's got oh, yeah, he's like got a the part short sides and the yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a little weird. Not the biggest fan. He's got like a he's got a controlled mushroom haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it looks better when it's a little messy. I think. Okay, yeah. But but that's not usually. How yeah, guys' hair is very weird. It's tough. It's, it's tough. tough to do right. Tough I'm very hair. bad at it, so I just women, decided women to have stop it so, cutting it. Women have it so easy. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> women's hair is not... <laughs> not they, complicated at all. Nah, there's no. such an afterthought for them. Just one, two, three. Barely takes up any of their, their, just, their time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Good performances. Well-directed actors. Yeah. Um, I think the aesthetic and like the look of the movie is very Christopher Nolan. Even in the real world, it's very... like. It's got very nice wide shots mm-hmm. of things, but then like, like what what works with him is the the camera movement. It's like how he can move the camera so seamlessly where you could see an effect shot and like, and you're like, wait, was that real? Yeah. Like with the uh, the stairs when Joseph Gordon-Levitt is like, we well, gotta walk around these stairs all mm-hmm. the time, but then you see the camera kind of goes down and you see one part of the staircase is right. elevated and you're it's like, like the Indiana Jones. It's like the the you know the the Last Crusade. Oh, like the you know he has to cross the right, right. This the, 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 the trick, yeah, yeah. But you turn to the side, and there's not really a chasm, right? Yeah, like yeah, straight on. It looks like everything falls. It's three D street art, I guess. It is. It yeah. is three D street art. Um, although apparently there there is a blue screen in oh, okay. uh, in the Last Crusade. Yeah, like they actually made that the chasm and everything with the three D art. Okay, but there's actually also a blue screen. In oh, okay. There. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah. Cause yeah, there, I mean, there are like okay, you could definitely see when they when they walk up the street, like when Cobb and Ariadne are like, oh, we're gonna walk in the street that's now above us, and then they do that kind of weird walk. Mm-hmm. 
yes, you could tell that's a green screen. But some of the stuff, like some of these practical effects, are just chef's kiss. Yeah. Not, uh, even if there's a green screen, the reason practical effects work is because there needs to be weight. Right. When that's why I, I think that's what makes Christopher Nolan great is that he's one of these big time directors who does not like. I could do this with CGI, but. It would look better if I did it for real. Yeah, like he blew up a plane or some shit in in, in Tenet. <laughs> he started World War Two, uh, one or in something in Den in Dunkirk. He shot Harry Styles with a plane, single handedly. Single handedly, and that started World War killing Harry Styles with a plane. Yeah, okay. that's what did it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that's what the history book said. Harry Styles was killed by Tom Hardy on a plane. That sounds like something that was incepted onto you. <laughs> so one into your dreams. Christopher Nolan is just sitting in like we got to get him to talk about this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so they went into your dream and then kidnapped you. It's like Dunkirk's on TBS. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about Christopher Nolan killing uh, Harry Styles with a to plane. start World War Two. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's what Dunkirk's about. I think. Ah. I don't know. I know Tom Hardy's in it. Yeah. Um, anywho. Okay. All right. Uh, we're about 48 minutes in. Yeah. Do you want to give it a grade or do you want to give the plot another shot? I'll, I'll wrap up the plot. Wrap up the plot. I'll wrap it up. Yeah. So. Okay. So they go into Tom Bettinger's brain because right. they're like, oh, man, like this guy you got to get in there and because he's got that last intimate moment with your dad and you got to be there to set that right right and he's like oh man i'm totally down right not realizing it's his own brain what an idiot right the fool yeah what a mark right so they end up call of duty zone right and they're like all right let's fucking uh get to the safe house so you can do this but no mal shows up and uh, she shoots the guy. Mm-hmm. She shoots Killian Murphy. So then they're like, ah, damn it, he's sedated. That means he's going to limbo. Remember we said that 30 right. minutes ago? We set the rules. So they're like, now we have to go to limbo, right? So they have to kill themselves? How do they die? So, wait, how does who... who how, do, how, does, how does Ariadne and Cobb end up in limbo? They go into a dream. They go into... They go into Cobb's head. Because that's where Limbo... Cobb, Cobb was in Limbo before. Mm. So he can get there again. Without dying. Without dying. Okay. So then that's... I think that's where they go. Okay. Yeah. Strange. But okay. Why would he be able to do that? Or maybe they plug into Killian Murphy again. Because he's dead. They because go he's dead. They go into, yeah. But Possibly. then again, if you're dead, your brain stops working. But he's not actually dead. He's in Limbo. He's in Limbo. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so they, I forget how they did it, but yeah. they end up in limbo. They go back to limbo. Right. Once they're in limbo, then malware's there, right? Yes. Because she's all like, oh, you know, well, well, I'm not here. But, French you know, bread pizza. Right. But you yeah. figured when you'd be in limbo, I'd be here. So I'm here. Right. Right. And uh, and Cobb's like, oh, well, let's talk because, you know, you, you, I got to I gotta tell you that, you know, it's really messed up that you went and killed yourself. Mm. And she goes like, yeah, well, you know what? It's really messed up that... You put the idea that I wasn't uh, really... The twist. You yeah. incepted me. Yeah. Because you did mention, remember you mentioned two hours ago that you've done it before? Right. Once before? Shock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that. Oh, you didn't say you did it. You said it's been done before. It's been done before. Yeah. Yeah. One time, you know, and you thought that the audience would forget. Right. Uh, so, yeah, you incepted me so that you could escape from limbo because you weren't satisfied that it was the two of us in limbo. Right. Right, you, me, me being with you forever wasn't good enough for you. 
because he wanted to do more. I guess create more. Right. And right. I guess they created enough as as much I guess as they you could. Didn't, you, you didn't like it because it wasn't real. I guess. Right. Yeah. Which is like also like. Addiction, I guess, yeah. but that's your that's that's your shoddy in there, which you, right. you know who cares if it's real or not, right? Mm. So, uh, so then he's like, "Oh well, you know, I forgive me." <laughs> I've already gotten over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's somehow, yeah, I suddenly realized that you know the error in my ways, right? And um, I'm sorry I did this to you, mm. right? Yes. And she goes, "K, peace." At which point, uh, Ariadne finds Killian. And it's like, time to go. Well, that's because Ellen Page told Leo the plans of the building. Because mm. he's not supposed to know, because that's how Maul will get in there. Mm. But since he then, she's then said, okay, you guys go through this air duct to cut, to, to like jump cut this level. Mm-hmm. Maul knew the plans then. Right. That's how she got there. That's how she got there. That's how she so got So they there. were actually going after Killian and Maul got there because... They're actually in limbo going after Killian. Yes. And then, but then Mal... Mal is always in limbo. Right. But after, in, in Call of Duty land. Oh, in Call of Duty land. That's how she got there. Got there. Gotcha, right? gotcha, gotcha. Because gotcha. Cobb knew the pl- layout of the place. Gotcha. So she could then sneak in and out. Understood. Okay, yeah. understood. So, now in limbo, they like, they find Killian again, and right. they're like, ah, how'd they find Killian in limbo? He was on their porch. All right. Because she took him. All right. She's like, he's like, oh, I'll know where he is because she took him because... Why did yeah. she take him? Because right? that's where the plot needs to go. Because whatever Cobb wants to do, that's Mal what... wants to do the opposite. Right. Right? So they find him, throw him out of building, the kick brings him back brings to him. life in Call of Duty land. Yep. Right? At which point, Ariadne was like, you have to uh, get out of here. And she jumps off the... Off, off Don't the... lose yourself yeah, in kicks... the music. Right. Let it on you however that song goes kicks herself back up boom right. she's good she's good now instead of jumping he's like where'd I put Ken Watanabe because he remembered that Ken Watanabe's dead right so he finds him in limbo and was like hey you gotta come with me because you gotta get me back to my kids we were both young men in an airplane together technically not really young but we were younger than what we are right now young right men. Ken was still like 50 <laughs> so then Ken who's like 130 in this right uh, which is weird because the limbo should have only been 10 years limbo's infinite Infinite. Understood. Yeah. Got it. So, um, he's like, oh, but wait, but he was only put in Limbo, right? Uh, like five minutes into Call of Duty land. Because he died. Yes. Right. So then, how is that infinite time? It's your brain. Okay. Because in, as as it was said before, it's a week in the first stream. This is what the, 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 sedative, the sedative, Yusuf sedative does. It's a week in the first stream, six months in the second dream. Right. Ten, it would be 10 years in Call of Duty land. That's because of the sedative? Because of the sedative, yeah. Oh. And then Limbo is infinite. So it would go until the sedative runs out mm. or your brain turns to mush. But why didn't they wait until the sedative ran out? Because they didn't. he didn't know how long it was going to be. Oh, it could be 10 years. It could be 10 years. It could be a million. But it wouldn't be in the real life. No. Right. It would just be inconvenient for them right. to stay in Limbo for that long. Some poor air, like, air plane stewardess is like get this fucking guy he's still sleeping uh, right right they would wake up right where they were right so really he didn't even need to find ken what oh he did need to he find, need to find him today they had to get up. back to call of duty land right and then from call of duty land uh tom hardy blows him up they end up back in the, uh the Joseph building Gordon, Joseph Gordon Gordon Levitt's Levitt's dream. and then he blows him up to end in yusuf's car and then they fall into the water and then they they end up on the plane yes they all high five and they all go, good job. Yep. No, we did it. 
Everybody's cool. Everybody's kung fu fighting. Right. And uh, <laughs> Cobb, go ahead and go ahead and uh, get home to your kids now. You 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 are in debt. Go play us the easiest international part of airport security. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, Mr. Cobb. Give you any problems? Didn't even like look I, it up on a computer. Did, you, you didn't even show him your passport, Cobb. And yeah. uh, and that was fine. And so he gets back with the kids, and then they're, he's, like, playing with them, and he spins his top right. for whatever reason. To see if he's still in a dream. But he doesn't check. Because he, he, he doesn't kids. care, because he's with his kids. Right. right. And that's Inception. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I think this movie's pretty fucking great. Yeah. I give this mo- I'm going to give this movie around a seven and a half, eight. I was going to give it an eight. Yeah, I think it's an eight. Yeah. I because fucking one, loved it. That action is really good. Yeah. Two... The concept is really, it's interesting. really simple and interesting, yeah. easy to digest. And then two, it's acted out mostly. Three, Sorry. it's acted out. Uh, I got my dream levels mixed. <laughs> three, it's acted out mostly really well. It's rainy LA streets, great. It's yeah. it's fancy hotel, fan, interesting, and it's Call of Duty land, wild as fuck. Yeah, I, and yeah, I, and I like, I like this Christopher Nolan that he takes chances. That aren't just like, look at me, I can take these chances. It's like, what happens if I take this chance? Yeah, it's, it's just a, and it's impressive because he has a plan. Right. And the whole time in the movie, it never seems like, like, what is going on? Like, it never seems like this is just It's like, just as impressive as Hot Fuzz was, where you're like, right. this is the story we've been given, but there's a story underneath, and then there's another story underneath that. It's like, what the fuck is, like, what, like, at the end, you're like, this... Like, it, it should make me mad that all this was happening, but I was very cool with it. Yeah. I'm just picturing, like, the storyboard for this movie must have been insane. Christopher Nolan walks into a room with his... His brother helps him write, and he's like, he writes something, dreams! Okay, yeah. got it. I got yeah. it. I got yeah. it. Right. Like, think of the amount of, like, proofreading right. that you'd have to do to, like, cover all the plot holes that come with yeah. this, this concept. You know? Yeah. Because my, uh, I told you my D&D campaign has a lot of time travel, mm. and, like, I am spreading things out, but eventually they're going to travel to a spot that they've been to before, and things are going to, it, it consequentially have to be different because of things they've done in the past. Right. And I have no idea how I'm going to do that. And I can't, and, like, this is, like, Everyone always goes, like, fascist regime. I've already done that. <laughs> so, so... <laughs> <laughs> you go back in times, Nazis everywhere. Yeah, no, they they go into the future, and it's uh, essentially like uh, Google took took over the world. <laughs> but uh, it's Skynet. No, it's Skynet. Skynet. It's Skynet. Skynet. It's Skynet. It's Skynet. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like magical assassins uh, created Skynet. Awesome. But anyway, so well, this has been a dream, right? <laughs> this has been fun. Yeah, I'm so, so glad we picked this instead of the farewell or Nomadland. <laughs> I don't know. Hustlers would have been a good one. Hustlers would have been, ooh, look at J Lo. Yeah, that one I definitely have to watch alone. Yeah. But, uh, she, she gives a great performance. But actually, um, it's pretty fun. It's it's a weird movie. Like, oh, you've seen it. I've seen it. Oh. I think Constance Wu, Constance Wu is great is in, she it. in it. She is in it. Oh. But I do think that it's. Is Anne Hathaway in it? Or no, no. Nicki, uh, not Nicki Minaj. Uh, Cardi B is in it. No way. Well, yeah. she was a stripper. Yeah. And yeah, I th- I think the whole thing is like. You have to realize they're doing bad things against worse people. So it's like, who do you really care for? Okay. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. I think. But, I mean, it's a good movie. Who directed it? Oh, uh, good lord. Why do I forget people's names? I just had the list up. 
Sorry. Sorry, I'll find out. Uh, Lorraine Scalfo. What else has Lorraine Scalfo directed? I think just Hustlers. One movie and she's on the and she's on the bracket. I have to keep it fresh, man. Do you know how hard it is to make a bracket of thirty-two people? It really doesn't have to be thirty-two, though. It could be a sixteen bracket. <sighs> what fun is that? Exactly. So there you go. What fun? Okay, let me see. Lorraine Scafer S C A F A R I. Could be Scafaria. Scafaria. She also did Coherent. I'm sorry, Coherence. Uh, shoot you. Well, let me see. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. She did The Meddler with Susan Sarandon and Rose Byrne. Did she? Okay. She also did Seeking a Friend for the End of the World with Steve Carell and Kira Knightley. Um, I know that movie existed. Yeah. I didn't have any plans of seeing it. So. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, 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 Hustlers. I mean, look. She is, there's oh, gonna, she there's gonna be girl. there's gonna be a major change coming to the director's tournament. Yeah. But until then. What was that, Matt? That's the shoot. That is the shoot. Until then, that is the shoot. And uh, guys, thank you so much for for whatever that was. I'm happy. Actually, you know what? Not thank you. You're welcome. welcome. Uh, Because I'm glad that we were able to educate you on the nuances of dream traveling and the tight plot of uh, of Inception like no one else could. No. You know, we broke it down for you in a way that you know, if you have any questions about it, yeah, it was. Oh, it was. It was empiric. So the, it was empirical the way that we yes. that we shot it, we broke it down while also giving our fleshed out opinions on uh, on all things. Yes. So um, if you enjoyed us and enjoyed that quick education, you could always feel free to hit us up on Twitter at Movie Mayhem Pod, on Instagram at Movie Mayhem Podcast, Movie Mayhem Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to buy a thing, a shirt, a thing, or get incepted, go to tpublic.com backslash Movie Mayhem Podcast. You should really. We're in your dreams now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're the podcast of your dreams. Yeah. Uh, when people sleep and they listen to podcasts, it's we, us. We show up. We show up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll next uh, next week, what do we... Uh... I think next week is either going to be... It could be Godzilla vs. King Kong or... Yeah, or Hustlers. <laughs> the Director's Tournament. Yeah, right. We could just bite, bite the bullet and just do the tournament. Do yeah. In that case, I'd have to at least watch Hustlers. <laughs> at least once <laughs> to, have, to have one movie from one of like several directors that I haven't seen any movies yeah. because it's not fair and it's not engaging some people maybe just be up there for a matchup sacrifice yeah. unfortunately yes but the hard part about doing a tournament like this is uh, 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 uh,